on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the Batmoles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm your host, and for the next hour, we're going to excite, entertain, elucidate, and educate you with news and exciting discussion about your favorite geeks. This is Fantastic Forum. It's a geek world now, and everybody else is just living in it. Well, yes, it's our world. Everybody else is just living in it. So, uh, before we get to uh, today's discussion, I want to wish a very happy birthday to actress Nichelle Nichols, who turned 86 years young, 86 years wise yesterday. Of course, you may know her better uh, by her nom de voyage or uh, her... Uh, name she travels under. Lieutenant Nyota Uhura. She didn't actually get a uh, name until the movie. <laughs> you know? So, uh, actually, yeah, I guess it was the movie. Um, somewhere around there. Anyway, so, uh, but happy birthday to Nichelle Nichols. Uh, this was the actress that brought that role to life. Also this week, an anniversary of sorts, uh, it was... 40 years? Uh, No, wait, 50 years? I'm not looking at my notes. The Exorcist uh, actually debuted uh, this week back in... Does anybody... 40 40 years! Yes, 40 years ago! Uh, That uh, horror film that sort of redefined horror films. And, hey, you know, there it was. But, in fact, it's... Much of it shot not far from where we are now. We happen to be in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, this thing uh, was in Georgetown. In fact, they still have the Exorcist Steps over in Georgetown, and uh, it's a heck of a thing. I mean, anyway, though, but yes, the movie that redefined horror movies. So that was also this week. Um, Anyway... Today, because it's the end of the month, and this is the last show of 2018, and I thought it would be a nice opportunity to sort of reflect back on the rest of the year, you know? I mean, it's been a heck of a one, but then again, every year now is a heck of a one, if you happen to be a... uh, comic science fiction fantasy and horror fan and so uh, I thought that we would take a look back on this year and uh, see the good the bad the ugly all that fun stuff so uh, anyway joining us for today's show uh, we have Drew Bittner uh, the ever wonderful and fantastic Shireen Nicole the illustrious Julian Lytle and through the magic of technology, we have the redoubtable Mike Lonesford 
Everybody, thanks for joining us. This is too much awesome. Hello. Yeah, I tell you, we got we got like whole bunches of awesome. All right, Mike, I'm sorry. I I, I moved the wrong slider. Honey bunches awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. All right. There's milk on that. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. So, yes, the year the year in review. Uh, I know we all have thoughts, and I had a little list of stuff that we could kind of start with. So, um, why don't we start? Shereen, you know, thank you. I have to be able to see my list. All right. <laughs> okay. Why don't we start with surprises? Uh, the biggest surprise of the year 2018 from a comic, science fiction, fantasy, or horror standpoint. Uh, does anybody have anything that stands out? Actually, I'm not even going to ask that. I'm just going to... We're just going to start with you, Drew. Ooh, boy. Hmm? Um, let's see. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, 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 oh. If it's, uh, oh, if it's... Oh, let's see. We're uh, moving on. Um, 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 um. <laughs> All right, Julian, what, what's your biggest surprise of the year? Oh, he's, 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 he's thinking. He's thinking. Oh, he has one. Oh, well, don't. Well, then don't. Uh, mm, let's see me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw a curve once in a while. Uh, I think to me the biggest uh, surprise was mm -hmm. Avengers Infinity War and then mm -hmm. Ant-Man following up. Uh, it was kind of this um, one-two punch of, yeah, this is getting really dark really fast in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And sets the table for an awful lot of stuff to come this year. So there's an awful lot of, you know, I can't believe they did that. I think a lot of the fans mm -hmm. and viewers were shocked by where the story went. And uh, I think that was one of the big surprises. Um, another big surprise to me was the cancellation of the, uh, the Netflix Marvel stuff. That I, was big. I, I only asked you for one surprise. Now, how do we that that might have been somebody else's surprise? Uh, <laughs> I stepped on somebody else. That might have surprise. been somebody else's. Well, I don't know. I mean, if I <laughs> if I'd have thought of that, that probably that would have been one. mine. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my okay. surprise. Okay. All right. Well, wait a minute. Um. I, actually, I think you explained that. Okay. All right, Julian. What about you? Um. I guess for me, because I don't know if I if I took in as much sci-fi and comic book stuff as you guys. Well, but no, it's me, just it biggest be, um, surprise. Mm -hmm. It might be the Sony PlayStation uh, Spider-Man game. Because mm. it's so good? Mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably the best Spider-Man of the last 20 years. It's wow. really okay. Period. The Sony PlayStation Spider-Man game. Yeah. Mm. All right. It's the okay. best. It's probably the best written story and exploration of the character that I've experienced. Awesome. Okay. All right. That works for me. Uh, Shireen, have you got a biggest surprise of the year? Well, I have two, but since I might get slapped, <laughs> I wanna, no, that's okay. You <laughs> you wanna, can do too. Don't want to lose my lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I will back Drew up in his uh, the dismissal of <laughs> the Netflix Marvel Universe. I mean, let's face it, Iron Fist should have been canceled. Uh, after the first season so no one was surprised by that but really shocked by Luke Cage and then just kind of stunned by <laughs> Daredevil getting canceled because season three of Daredevil was probably the best they've done mm -hmm. Kingpin was in ultimate form um, so that was that was a really big surprise and flipping to the other universe the biggest surprise for me was that Titan started off so terrible and then got so good mm. like terrible up until about episode five or six and then i was like 
just enamored. It's like, I I can have more of this. But never again should we see blood splatter on Dick Grayson's face. Thank you. Oh, uh, that was kind of rough. All right. Mike, what about you? What was your biggest surprise of the year? Uh, biggest surprise? Hmm. Uh, um, uh, that dude, you got something? <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah. don't come at me with that. Hmm, well, let's see. <laughs> no, I had, I was, my list wasn't pulling up. Okay, all right, so, there we go. <laughs> my, my biggest surprise of the year was the fact that um, your Marvel shows on Netflix were just dropping like flies. Like, I did not see that coming. And okay. mm-hmm. there's something going on. We don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure that it'll all be revealed in good time, but... In the moment, it was some pretty shocking stuff to see them cancel. I mean, Iron Fist wasn't as shocking because you were like, all right, well, season two was way better, but it was still pretty not good. I can understand that. Then it was like, whoa, wait a minute. And they're canceling Luke Cage. And then after Daredevil wrapped up what is, in my opinion, probably the best season they've done of any of the Marvel series by far. They were like, yeah, that's the last season on Netflix. I was like, there's this is really shocking and there's something up. So mm-hmm. that was my biggest surprise. Okay, well, um, Mike is to be excused because we were trying to connect him. Yes. Uh, so he didn't hear any of what you said. No, but uh, <laughs> clearly Mike and I are of one accord. Yes, yes. But, you know, mm-hmm. but Ted Sarandos is basically like, don't flex with me because he does not take any bullying. <laughs> mm. And oh, uh, did, did Shireen say the exact same thing? Uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, well <laughs> done. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, all right, since we're all sort of uh, echoing that, and I, I, I got to tell you, I don't have stuff in every one of these categories, but um, actually, no, I, I'm, I'm going to go in another, I mean, because I could say that whole cancellation of the Marvel Netflix series, I could say that that was my biggest surprise, but actually, and maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by this, but to me, the biggest surprise of the year was how big a movie domestically Black Panther was. I, you know, I mean, I had been waiting for Black Panther. Mm. I had been psyched about Black Panther, <laughs> but I did not. I mean, seven hundred million dollars oh, domestically. Knew. I knew. I mean, you talk mm. about black people are still down with R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> there was no doubt. <laughs> I, I think. I think. I, mean, I think. I think Black Panther is a great example of you know that. You, you get told, oh, there's no market for this, there's no market for this. And then you make something that's good, that has real quality to it, and the market just finds it and really embraces it. And it was a great movie. It made lots and lots of money. And hopefully, if anything, it opened Hollywood's eyes to that, yeah, all the things you've been told, all the things you assume aren't necessarily true. That's that's really tr- correct, and I want to say we are not down with R. Kelly. That was a joke. <laughs> Never. <laughs> hey, there's still some there's still some people of color but who are joke, down with Mark uh, R. Kelly. That that joke some resonates because girls. oh gosh, but um, but yeah, I agree with Drew. I think that what we saw was there was a huge outpouring of love for Black Panther when he appeared in um, Avengers: Disassemble. And so, <laughs> oh, you mean Civil War, Captain America, Civil War? Yeah, Avengers Disassemble. <laughs> and so, you know, people fell in love with the character who had never seen the character before. You had a lot of love for um, Ta-Nehisi Coates's uh, run on the book, and so people were really um, hyped for this. And then the love of Marvel overseas, but you said domestic. But I think that it, it was a mistake to underestimate. Black Panther's appeal. You know, Chadwick Boseman is like one of the most popular actors in China right now. Really? Yeah. Mm. 
I was not aware of that. Um, well, I mean, outside of China. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I figured that's what you meant. <laughs> well, I, and I think uh, uh, I think Marvel did actually, I mean, you know, before we pivot to another uh, milestone here. I, and actually, though, I suppose it's a milestone that Marvel recognized that there is an audience for projects like that uh, where that feature people of color. Because uh, now, of course, Captain Marvel had already sort of been on the drawing board, but the fact that they got one of the two directors they have as a woman, the fact that they found a female composer... This is, uh, you know, true. I mean, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp was the first Marvel movie where you had a female superhero as part of the uh, headline. But uh, the fact that you've got Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, all this other stuff, you know, this is their attempt at um, hitting a female audience. And then you've got the recently announced Master of Kung Fu where yeah. uh, apparently they're going to have a Asian-American director, and they're yes. looking to have... Uh, and writer. Th- yeah, th- so, so they're looking to do for the Asian market what Black Panther did for the uh, Black uh, American market. And you've been asking for that. Well, only in, in response to all those people who were saying that Iron Fist should have been Asian. I'm like, no, Iron Fist is a white guy named Danny Rand, and if you want an Asian martial artist from Marvel, then your alternative is Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. And I agree with Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Thank very, very you. Very well. <clears throat> well, as you pointed out, he has the much richer and more diverse backstory and history. And there's a lot of stuff you could do with that. So, you know, I mean, we'll see what they do. Anyway, all right. A lot of Asian dudes named Danny. <laughs> <laughs> That's only their just uh, a fake a fake Shang Chi at that point. And I'll just mm. be mad. Like he's give me Shang Chi. <laughs> so my biggest disappointment. Okay, <laughs> moving along. Yes, <laughs> biggest enough. disappointment, Shireen. What is your biggest disappointment of uh, 2018? The goings on in this studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Savage. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Out. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I. Yeah. I, I actually. I wait. I got something for that. <laughs> we got something for that. Uh-oh. I just need to uh, find the appropriate. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I'm a known not, villain. So. Not not, not this early. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I should have known from the wonderfulness that is Shireen. Well, I was thinking, the biggest yeah. disappointment, I, I, will, I will defer. Oh, okay. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> you late. I yes, I, I was very late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, my, what, that, that's one of those judges. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. I'm my sorry. disappointment is geek mm. fandom. Ooh. That's a good one. Get into it. Yo, so mm-hmm. they out here bullying Star Wars actors off oh of Instagram. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a there's certain things of the success of certain movies made people forget some of cinema past in terms of there was a lot of people, I guess for me, when I saw people talking about Black Panther, they were sitting here acting like black people ain't never make a movie. Yeah, before, like, never. Like, ever. Like, we've never had this. I'm like, yo, Coming to America came out 30 years ago. And Wakanda and Zamunda are neighbors mm-hmm. in Africa, so I don't know why yeah. people are surprised. It was, it was just, it was, it was some things, and, and then the, then there's the old idea of Comicsgate popped up with the, you know, mm-hmm. certain things attacking creators and, and people in within the comics press or 
intelligentsia, I would say, in terms of the critic space. There's this whole idea attacked. floating around. There was a blacklist of creators that some um, creators have been blacklisted by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, some yeah, people yeah. didn't have, while other people were accused of not having the credentials to have their yeah. own books. Mm-hmm. That was that. Yeah. So yep. that that kind of, you know, that was, that's kind of uh, trash. But. Can I jump in on that one? Yeah, real yeah. Quick? Um, I just, I'm, I'm totally with you on that one, Julian. Just because, like, that is, that was one of mine. My biggest disappointment was how ugly Star Wars fans can be. I thought that after the mess that was the prequels, like, like telling Ahmed Best that he ruined their childhood so much so that he wanted to commit suicide, mm. that they made Jake Lloyd go crazy because they told him that he was the worst actor ever, and Hayden Christensen just stopped doing Star Wars stuff completely. I was like, well, maybe we've grown up. Uh, I was wrong big time and I was so disappointed in Star Wars fans and the way that they acted over Last Jedi like whether you liked the movie or you didn't like the movie that's fine it went in some really different directions than they've ever done with Star Wars I thought that that was cool like hey good for them good to try something new but like that does not give you the right to start pointing fingers and saying that this is a that Rey is a Mary Sue and that there's this is forced diversity and like it was like anytime anybody had something bad to say about Last Jedi you like had to wince because you were preparing yourself for some really nasty racist stuff that was going to follow it too Yeah. yeah and it, it was, and I know plenty of people that disliked the movie that didn't have anything horrible like that to say, but those were few and far between because most of it was just horrible, ugly stuff. It was yeah. awful. They ran Kelly Marie Tran off of the internet for having the audacity to take a role. Yeah. And Daisy Ridley for that matter, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, she left, too. Yeah. But, and also the actress who plays uh, Coriander Star Fire in the Titan Show. Yeah, she didn't and even Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. leave. She left. Yeah, and as while well. we're while we're at it, Ruby Rose for because oh, how yeah. dare she be Batwoman? And she's like, good yeah. at it. though. She is. Yeah. That that crossword was really good. She's a good Kate. Yeah, I. Yeah, she kind of fits all the check boxes. I don't know why people were mad. Well, they didn't even let her try. They right. just they were just angry at her. And there I was mean, an awful lot of pre hate. But I mean, why? She's a lesbian woman playing a lesbian woman. Why are we angry? And she's in action movies. She knows how to punch people. Yeah. Well, she's she's because, because the internet. That's why. Because I think a lot of people didn't know that Batwoman, the current version of Batwoman, is a lesbian character. And but that doesn't matter. It's no. like you know the fact is they were going to hate her anyway. So I mean, it's Wait, like people go on the internet and say things without actually knowing what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm as amazed Imagine as you are. That. Wait until her. And I found Rosie, that out yesterday. Wait until her and Rosie Perez <laughs> start kissing, because Rosie Perez <laughs> is the question. <laughs> Ooh, really? Rosie Perez is the question. As she's, far as I know, she's Renee Montoya. Yeah. Oh. So she's a question. Oh. Yeah. She's oh. Renee. Yeah, well, you knew She'll be the legacy yeah. question. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, because she ain't kissing no other questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, right. and but on that uh, Elseworlds crossover, they didn't even, I mean, if you knew who the Batwoman character was, you know all this stuff, but they didn't even really get deep into that. No. You no, know, I which is a shame. They I, I mean, save I thought, that. They got to save it. I think it was an appetizer. They wanted to give you a little tease, introduce the character, and then give people an inroad to the series when they launched that I think that's what they were I going think so for. too I think they, I think they wanted to create an awful lot of questions for you know the Batwoman series to solve or at least start to answer mm-hmm. like where did Batman go why is Gotham City a complete you know trash fire right now and <laughs> things like that so mm-hmm well um, I I, I want to echo what you all were saying as far as that I mean generally that biggest disappointment 
um, I remember, uh, especially over the uh, summer, uh, the Small Press Expo had um, made a donation to the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund uh, in this, uh, you, you heard about that defamation, defamation lawsuit mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Nimrod, uh, Cody uh, Pickcroft, Pick, I don't even care if pronounce this idiot's name, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, a bunch of uh, artists and creators, among them uh, Whit Taylor, um, Emmy Jenis, uh, Ben Passmore, um, a bunch of people, you know, I mean, he, he filed suit against, and it was ridiculous, you know, and I really applaud SPX for uh, stepping up and contributing money to the defense of these creators, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that, I mean, oh, just the general discontent within uh, the fanish, the, the strange and fanish community, I'm going to say, but, and the, the worst part of it is, we were the targets of all sorts of shenanigans on the part of mundanes up until this golden age of geeks and now all of a sudden i mean you know i sort of tongue-in-cheek say it's our world and everybody is just living in it but in a lot of ways it is our world when you look at the top rated movies because without without fail all like the top 10 grossing films of 2018 were all genre pictures you know the top television shows and you know so i I got to feel like, you know, some of these uh, mundanes uh, in the uh, sports garb and all this, because mm-hmm. hey, they're their costumes, you know, but they got to be feeling a little put off. And But the fact that we are not as welcoming as I would have hoped that we would have been uh, is just, it's a very sobering reality that uh, kind of says, hey, whoever's on top is going to act like... Uh, somebody you wouldn't want to act like the the bullied often become the bullies mm-hmm. indeed <clears throat> all right and you would you would think that the lesson would be a little different there too you would think that like people who were bullied wouldn't want anybody to be, ever be bullied ever again instead of being like well now i get to do it like it's yeah, yeah now it's my would, turn <laughs> yeah you would think yeah. that the lesson would be would be learned there um can i throw in another disappointment that really ties in with this sure really well you there was a that. show there was a show on netflix uh, starring uh, Debbie Ryan of Disney fame, oh, and it was called. I don't know. It was called. Yeah, it was called Insatiable, and it oh, was marketed. No. It was marketed as this woke show. It was going to be about like fat shaming, and it was going to be about like like all of these great things, women women empowerment, and all this wonderful stuff. And it was a dumpster fire. And it was like. Everything that they said that they were going to do in the show, they didn't do. They were like, oh, hey, we're going to, you know, fat shaming's wrong. No, they totally fat shamed, like, throughout the entire uh, series. Like, it's no big deal. Because, basically, she was fat in the beginning, and then she breaks her jaw and can't eat, so she loses a bunch of weight. And now, all of a sudden, she's pretty, so pretty is good. She's so and insulting. It was, it was just like, I mean, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, are you serious? And she, and and like, she was, and her character was as petty and venal and everything oh, else. Yeah. And, yeah, she was, I mean, it was a terrible show, terrible character. You and know. tied right with what we were talking about, like the whole, yeah. like, you did not learn your lesson from being bullied because you became the bully. And, like, they they threw some things in there at the end of the season where it was like, oh, look, look how progressive we are by doing this mixed relationship thing. And it's going to be really, really cool. No, it was ham-handed. It was horribly handled. I was like, this is this is bad. This is not good. It's, it's like and, people It's like people that are in their 60s trying to do something that they think is socially conscious or socially relevant <laughs> and just absolutely not getting it. And to compound that problem, Netflix also released a movie called Sierra Burgess is a Loser, which was meant to be a fat girl's version of Cyrano de Bergerac. And it was <laughs> equally 
horrendous as mm. insatiable. Oh, good gracious. Um, same kind of things, all kinds of gay, trans jokes that were not jokes. They were just uh, insults. Um, the the way that the character behaved, it, it was almost like this wink and a nudge. It's okay because she's fat, which is insulting all the way around. Just a lot of bad things. But I think Netflix really learned from that. I hope they did. Mm. Um, hopefully Insatiable won't be back. And hopefully uh, Shannon Purser, who was in the lead role, will get better films to be in from here on out. It's, it's, it's actually, it's it has been renewed mm-hmm. for season two. Insatiable's oh. renewed, yeah. Why yeah. would they but, do that? Um, I'm watching equals numbers. That means things get picked up. I keep up. explaining that yeah. to people. People understand this. When you hate watch, it is the same as if you like it. Yeah. yeah, you are telling the studio, the network, or whomever that you're watching it, that anyway. you're watching it yeah. so they're going to keep making it. Yeah. So stop hate watching. Yes. Yeah. There I you mean, go. Was, was it as bad as the um, that pilot for Heather's that TV show that? Nothing <laughs> has ever been as bad as the pilot for Heather's. Drew's wife was, and I. Okay, wait, 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 wait. But before we go down the rabbit hole, on no, this. there's nothing that bad. I mean, that, that volcanic fumarole of hate. I was going to say, wait, we're going down the rabbit hole here. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined by. Drew Bittner, Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and uh, wait, who are you again? Wait, <laughs> Mike um, Lunsford. Mike Lunsford, thank you. Damn. <laughs> I got so many damn people on this show. It's All right, look. So we're talking about um, end-of-year uh, review stuff. And uh, we're going to have to take a break in a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, I mean, that last one, just to get that, because I, I didn't expect biggest disappointment. We y- Y'all had some disappointments. Here, There's so much know? more. Yeah. yeah, well, and, you know, that could be a show. <laughs> but I'd like to get on to something uh, more positive. Can we talk about, uh, well, let, let's save that one. Let's say that, that, okay. that, that's, what, that's, that's like an anchor leg one. Um, can we talk about uh, maybe um, uh, uh, our favorite comics or the best comics? Because I feel, I, I feel really guilty on this show because... I, I tend I, I look a lot at movies and television and the comics, the original source material. That's what it's all about. So, um, uh, anybody? Okay, Drew. I know. Yeah, you got one. Or I at got least one. one. <laughs> I, I got a few. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite return was the Fantastic Four. I'm really glad they're back. I'm really glad that book is back. It's it's a foundational piece of the Marvel universe. It came back in time for Stan to see it relaunched on the shelves, which I'm really happy about. Um, it's been doing really well. It's been picking up steam. It started off a little bit uncertain, a little unsteady, but it's been finding its footing. The latest issue features the wedding of Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters, who've been a couple for decades. <laughs> and um, I think it's, it's... They got married? Yeah. And, and I'm glad that it's back, and it's, it's really finding its, its voice in this, in this current time in the Marvel Universe. I think it's something we needed. Um, I'm really happy to see where Superman's been going. Superman's been doing some interesting stuff with Brian Michael Bendis. Um, there's there's really a bunch of stuff going on right now that's, that's really cool in comics. And I think if you go to your comic book shop, pretty much whatever your interest in reading is, you'll find something there that suits you. And we're, we're just getting more and more and more of that as we go forward. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Mike, because I know that uh, you consulted with, uh, well, you've got some stuff. <laughs> Let me not... I do. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, mm-hmm. one, one that's my own uh, that I did not get any help from. Um, since its inception, 
I've been a big fan of Star Wars, Darth Vader, uh, Dark Lord of the Sith, and it just wrapped up like, I don't know, three days ago mm. with its last issue. Like it finished the entire run. And I just I really enjoyed this because I've, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I, I love when they add depth to characters like this and everything that they did in adding depth to the Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader character that they did in this run was just wonderful. And I, I was just very, very happy with it. Um, one that was a huge surprise because it actually got introduced to me last night when we were doing our podcast, GGR Pirate Radio. Um, I was talking to friend of Fantastic Forum, Mr. James Rambo, and he brought to the brought to my attention a comic written by written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson, and it's called Murder Falcon, and hmm. it is the most over the top ridiculous thing I've ever read. I I went online and looked at it and immediately bought all the issues that are out right now because it was, it looked that good. Like here, um, this is, this is the, the, the recap of this. The world is under attack by monsters and Jake's life is falling apart. He has no band, no girl, no future until he meets murder Falcon. He was sent from the heavy to destroy all evil, but he can't do it without Jake shredding up a storm. So basically there's this like cybernetic Falcon and its powers come from Jake playing like tasty licks of heavy metal music. And it's just like it's so over the top and wonderful. You would have thought that it was written by Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D. <laughs> like it's just, it's just awesome and fun. And there's kung fu and heavy metal and cybernetic robots and monsters. It's you, you just can't go wrong. Wow. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who, wait, who publishes that? Uh, Image. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Uh, those really that's I mean those are the big ones okay. Th- those are the ones that I wanted to touch on um, okay. I wanted to have just two because I didn't want to dominate this whole no, thing no no so. no that, that, that's okay Shireen I have some fringy ones okay that's great um, one of them is it's called Skyward I believe sometimes I get confused whether it's Skybound or Skyward but I think it's Skyward 2018 from Image Comics um, it's about a world where uh, gravity ceases to exist and and all the characters are living in a low G world and the main character by the name of Willa has got to figure out how it all went wrong and see if she can set it right and it's really a fun comic um there's giant bugs because gravity mm. who knows you know but it's a it's a really interesting book it's it's very inclusive which i like a lot um and so that's what i would recommend and then i'm reading one that's kind of like this um old world fantasy uh, drama that's called Sleepless. It's about a princess who is under court intrigue and her sleepless knight who battles to protect her and all the people who are trying to kill her. And once again, very inclusive, very multi-culty comic, so I'm digging that. And then there is a webcomic by the name of Long Exposure written by an artist creator by the name of Cam Hayward. It is um, LGBTQ and they do have some powers, some little um, sci-fi in there, and I enjoy it greatly. Hmm. All right. So we're Joy? just doing all our comic choices at one time. Uh, well, if you want, if you have a favorite comic, I mean, if you want to, because we're gonna have to take a break. So if you want to do favorite comic, and then you want when we come back, you can start out with best comic. Okay. So mm-hmm. I guess favorite comic. Mm-hmm. I'll pick Batman because I, I didn't read that many comics this year. Okay. Um. Tom King's Batman, he's kind of basically redoing Nightfall, but it's not marketed that way. Mm-hmm. So it's really Batman versus Bane as Bane breaks his life. 
<laughs> you know, a lot of things were publicized how Batman was going to marry Catwoman. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I and, um, did. I picked that up, and it looked. I mean, that all went so, to yeah, crap. If you, yeah, if you read the whole thing, it's literally like Bane on the ultimate level of pettiness, like, like the super petty, like the best petty on earth. Wow. And I'm going to break Batman. I ain't going to break his back. I'm going to break his heart. Yo. I'm going to oh. take everything from him. I'm going to take his wow. son. I'm going to take his wife. I'm going to take his butler. I'm going to take every. I'm going to take his friends. I'm going to take it. He petty. I love it. <laughs> Dang. So petty. Yeah, Tom King <laughs> has been getting a lot of awards, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for that Batman stuff. So, all right. Well, and this is a perfect place for us to take a little break and I'll remind everyone that WERA is a community radio station. We're non-commercial. We rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, our sponsors, and listeners like you for the totality of the operation of the radio station. So you can find out more about us if you visit the website at WERA.FM. Find out how you can make your tax-deductible contribution before the end of the year or at the start of next year become a contributing member of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media, which has been providing not only quality media training, but uh, a lot of choice and diversity for the Arlington, Virginia area for over 35 years. We're going to step aside while we acknowledge our underwriters, also while we promote a couple of the fine shows coming up later today here on WERA, but stay tuned because we'll be back with more Fantastic Forum right after this. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM. Radio Arlington, we are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined by Mike Lunsford, Shereen Nicole, Drew Bittner, and Julian Lytle. We're talking about our year in review here on this last show of the year of Fantastic Forum. So uh, we're going to just jump back into it. And uh, at the point at which we took that break, uh, Julian was getting ready to tell us about... uh, He he had just mentioned his favorite comic, which was Batman for the year. Uh, You were going to say what you thought was the best comic. Uh, uh, Again, I didn't read much comics. Uh, So it was Mr. Miracle, because that's the only one I felt like I actually had to read. (laughs) (laughs) So like Tom's my friend, and then like people expect me to read all the new God stuff. So like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Luckily, he, he wrote a really excellent comic, and Miss Jared's uh, Garrett's drew a really great comic. So it mm. ended out, you know, pretty well. Well, and that's a, that's one that has been uh, highly recognized uh, in terms of uh, awards, also. So, yeah, it's highly mm. relatable to a lot of people. They can get it. They can't mm. always get the Kirby stuff, but they can get the way in which in which they decided to focus this comic. Mm-hmm. A human, a human way. I got you. All right. Um, okay. So, Drew, I know you've got a best comic. Uh, actually, I don't. Oh um, wow. Okay. No, I mean, there's there's been a lot of great stuff out there, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't have a single best. Nothing comic that stands year. out to you as the best of year. Nothing. Okay. Nothing's playing me. All right. Okay. Yep. Well, and you know, you you gave us some of your favorites. All right, Chereen, got a best of? No. All right, Mike, you got a best of? Best of year? As far as comics, comics or yeah. just 
Um, I mean, I, I pretty much touched on it. I really, I'm with Julian. I didn't read a whole lot of stuff. Um, you know, I actually have a copy of Mr. Miracle, and I haven't even started it yet. So now I feel like a jerk. But um, yeah, I'll have to go back and read that. So <laughs> don't feel like a jerk. You just haven't got to it yet. Yep. I, I got. I'm busy, dude. I got I stuff going. Hey, you know, and I, I absolutely understand that. Okay, well, uh, let's move on then. Um, uh, streaming services are uh, such becoming such an important part of uh, fandom. Uh, is there a uh, streaming? In fact, let's start out though with uh, something we could maybe do without. Uh, is there a streaming service that you feel like we can cancel at this point? Yup. Hmm. And that would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CBS All Access. Ah. Okay. Huh. And and why is that? Okay, so I got it for um, Star Trek Discovery, um, mm-hmm. which I, I really liked the first season. I'm not going to go into the whole review of that, but it was good. It was worth watching. Um, but other than that, there's nothing on that thing for you to watch. It's not worth it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the time. It's down all the time. It doesn't work right. It's a pain in the butt to navigate. Like, it, just forget it. And, like, I, it, it's, I would rather find other means to watch Star Trek Discovery than to have to pay CBS directly when it should just be on their flipping channel anyways instead of having people sign up for this. I mean, it's Star Trek. You put it on CBS, it's going to get good ratings. I don't know why they're forcing people to go to their garbage thing, especially when every other country, with the exception of the United States, gets to watch it on Netflix. Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, I think you make a great point. Um, CBS would have been a lot smarter to have had several shows ready to premiere on this thing. Um, They're supposedly working on Twilight Zone, on on that as a relaunch for next year. That should, yeah. have been, that should have been queued up to go on this thing when it went live in the first place. They should have had more original stuff ready to go and, frankly, make it worth the extra dollar to buy it because it's, I mean, Star Trek Discovery is just a TV show. There's nothing magical about it. Yeah, there's only two shows on there that are really great, and that's The Good Fight and Star Trek Discovery. Um, I'm hoping that Twilight Zone will be great. Jordan Peele is doing it. He's got a lot of, of great actors queued up. So, But, I mean, the funny thing is, to contrast that with Disney+, Plus. we're already hearing so much about what Disney Plus is going to yeah. put, put on their streaming yeah. service. They haven't launched yet, but they're already talking about all the shows and all the different themes that they're going to be doing, like all the like the Mandalorian for the Star Wars fans. Talking about um, Scarlet Witch and Vision and Loki and you know Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and all these things like you know that you know these things are going to get queued up and you know that they're going to be ready to go the minute that service goes live and you know the service will work well because Disney knows its stuff and frankly CBS probably has not invested the time and energy in it they thought that that Star Trek as a name would carry their streaming service and it doesn't work that way. Uh, well. I think that that thing is not made for us. It's not made for people who want to watch geeky things. It's for people who want to watch NCIS. Yeah, all the time. Mm. It's all the back catalog. <laughs> it's for CBS. Yeah. You can't watch it on Hulu. You can't watch it on Netflix. You can't watch it anywhere else. You got to give them their six dollars. I think you're but right. That's what it's that's, for. That's a good point. That's okay. Good point. All right. Well, flipping the script on that, is there a streaming service to which uh, we think you need to subscribe? And well, I got one. I'll, okay. Well, I'll I'll start out. Hopefully, it ain't the same one. I'm gonna say if you don't have Amazon Prime, you need to get Amazon Prime. <laughs> I mean, just just but that. Why? Yeah, I was gonna just gonna say just that <laughs> Jack Ryan. <laughs> thing alone <laughs> is like let me tell you something I, I i'm not an actual covert operator but i've talked to covert <laughs> operators you know who tell me that this is more indicative of the way the intelligence community operates
operates than stuff that they've seen. Huh. Also, uh, you've got that man in the high castle, which I've only watched one season of that so uh-huh. far, and uh, I, but I'm 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 intrigued by that show, and I'm constantly threatening to go back when I have nothing else to watch. And uh, I can't think of the actress's name, who's the lead actress. There's something about her that I just find very compelling. I just want to look at her on this show, hmm. you know. I can't even I, I'm going to have to find out to see what her name is now. But um yeah, oh, so yeah, but that and um Amazon Prime, I cuz I keep hoping that they're going to have some more there was something else that was on it. I can't remember what now, but if I had to say, "Oh yes, this one subscribe to this." Marvel's Mrs. Mm-hmm. Maisel is on that, I think, isn't it? Yes. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. That's and like that's another really hot mm-hmm. show too. It mm-hmm. is. It's so. winning a lot of awards. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I refuse. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna have to pick up Hulu sometime in the coming year because they're gonna be launching oh. a wild cards, actually two wild cards series on it. Wild cards based on the, the books by George R. R. Martin and Melinda Snodgrass and a whole bunch of other writers. Mm-hmm. Um, superhero stuff at a more, much more street level, and um, I really want to see that. So. Reboot of Ver- Veronica Mars as well. Ah. Plus, well, there's I mean, a ton of great stuff on Hulu right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have, they have a pretty anime. good catalog. Hmm? A lot of anime. Hmm. Cool. Hulu probably would have been a better choice. But, uh, Julian, you said you had one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. YouTube. YouTube. YouTube Premium. Whoa, okay. They have a show on there called Cobra Kai. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. Such a good show. To Karate Kid. Yeah. That was really good. To the Karate Kid movies, not counting the Jay and Smith one. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it t- it's about... Um, Shoot, uh, Daniel man- LaRusso. No, it's no, not the, about him. It's about no, his, the other guy. his antagonist oh, from the first movie. Yeah. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, right? So it's all about mm-hmm. how he fell from grace after that fight and what his life mm-hmm. became and how he builds himself back up by reopening the Cobra Kai dojo. Mm-hmm. And how that brings him to conflict with Daniel mm-hmm. as they're like middle-aged men. Yeah, because so Daniel's got he, like a car dealership. He's successful, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. after... After his master, you know, passed on and everything, so it's like it, it flips the whole script, and you just, you just in it. And you know, they got other things popping off too. But and also, r- real talk, the best part is mm-hmm. you never got ads on YouTube again. Yeah. You have no <laughs> idea how freeing that is. Yeah, no ads. Oh my, oh you had yo. <laughs> No he ads. has got the biggest smile on his face. No, you just watch a video. I forgot about that. That's true, because I haven't seen an ad on YouTube in like two years. No ads. Mm. You know, it, it was formerly YouTube Red and yeah. now YouTube Premium, and um, they just wrapped on the second season of Cobra Kai. Um, my creative partner actually was working on that series. So. Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. YouTube. YouTube does have some interesting shows. Um mm. They had one show, it's like a high school drama that's Heather-ish, hmm. that I was actually enjoying. I can't think of the name of it. They though. had a show, Step Up. It's based off the Step Up franchise. Yeah. It takes place in Atlanta, and I was, I was in it. You I was riveted. in the thick of it. I was like, oh, it's grooving. They got trap music. Let's it's go. It's got Neo at the head of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Alexa uh, Davalos is uh, that actress's name that I was trying to come up she with. She sounds like a supervillain. Yeah, well. She's been, she's been yeah. some stuff. I, I know the name. Yeah, she like I said, there's just there's something about her. It's just the darndest thing. Anyway, look. So moving right along, um, uh, we're going to go to some of the um, the 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 more media uh, friendly categories. Uh, favorite television show. Mm. Mm. Has anybody? The good place. Yup. 
the good place is absolutely mm. sublime. It is oh, a it's, <laughs> it's a television show by Mike Shore. Shore? Yes. Mm. At starring Ted Danson and Kristen Bell, two absolutely a wonderful people. I really like Kristen Bell. She's amazing. Yeah, she's fine. And uh, I don't know if she's fine. I know she's, oh, she's amazing. Fine. She, she, she's uh, fine. Yeah, she's I'm, I'm co-signing on that one. Yeah. <laughs> she, okay. She's fine, but she's really sm- really good too. She's really <laughs> great. And this is a show she's where all of the main character well not all of them, but the core of the main characters have died and they've gone to heaven heaven is called the good place and shenanigans ensue because the main character Eleanor Shellstrop played by the fine I guess and amazing <laughs> Kristen Bell is um is doesn't belong there and oh. they're in this they're in the they've just wrapped they've just not wrapped they've just they're finished halfway through season the, three. the first half of season three yeah. Uh, there's lots of surprises. There's lots of turnabouts and surprises along the way. It deals with philosophy, and you think philosophy. I'm not interested, but actually, it's a hilarious show. It's it's um, really well written. The characters are beautifully developed. It's funny. It's surprising. It's sometimes gross, and um, there's a lot of jokes about people who come from Arizona and or Florida. Yep. Hmm. Great show. I've heard I've heard only good things about that show. All right. Well, since so many people are co-signing on that, we're going to jump to another category. Uh, star, hey. st- oh, you, oh, oh you had so, you had something that wasn't a good place. Okay. It's not for you. No, that show is not for me at all. I'll watch Atlanta. Because I'm black and I can relate to everybody in the show. Okay, so so, <laughs> so Atlanta is the yeah, show that's you my okay. show. It's right. black people on the good place. <laughs> I ain't did. I ain't dealing with philosophy. You don't know if he's dead or not. How you know? I know. This is well, purgatory. I sure hope he's not Trump dead is because president. that's this is purgatory. Oh, oh. There, there you go. All right, okay. Mike. You said you had one. Yeah. Favorite show. Um, hmm? I I got one over and, and like more so a reason why Drew needs to definitely get Hulu uh, in 2019. <laughs> Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale oh, uh, okay. completely won me over. I. I saw so many people on social media who were like oh you have to see it and i was like it's probably not that good and then i watched it and i was like yeah no it is that good and <laughs> it's um, depressing it is but like it it's it's real too that's what's scary because it's like we're only like a couple of like executive orders away from this stuff happening in real life we're on the road to kill and like it's it, it's just it's a really really well written show it's fun it takes a a classic sci-fi novel r- written by margaret atwood and it takes it and it runs with it it doesn't follow the um story exactly it goes in different directions but it still has the same heart and soul of what is one of the best sci-fi um dystopian future novels that's ever been written mm. wow and okay. can i just mm. say julian is right uh atlanta is also brilliant Okay. Saying, no lies were told in this segment. Comedy, <laughs> horror, suspense, thriller, all in one show about, you know, trying to make it in the rap game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, um, I, in that case, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to go with uh, like a um, favorite television show. But I find and it's because you mentioned Atlanta. Ha- has anybody seen Snowfall? Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hand for Snowfall because I mean it's it's about the start of the crack ec- epidemic in the United States, and I just find the characters to be very compelling, especially that young man who plays the lead role. You know, I mean, and then you've got like the the, the CIA guys, you know, who are like, hey, we're trying to nation build here in Central America and fight the communists, and we need money, and the government doesn't have money, so. We're 
we're going to promote the sale of drugs in the United States so that we can generate money for the Contras. I'm like, this wow. is something else. And it all happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it's like real. the best part. It's like, and the worst part simultaneously. So, Snowfall on FX. FX is real mm. strong because my other shows, this is two lists, is Pose. Pose mm. is about great. ball culture in the 80s. Mm. Do y'all know what balls are? It's, I thought I, I did. We, <laughs> Maybe I don't. You, you'll just, I'll, I'll offer up one. We were watching one today mm. that just just uh, mm-hmm. me. Uh, Counterpart on Stars. Oh, okay. Counterpart's mm. a it's it's in the second season now. Um, the idea is that uh, there's a world that exists that is our world. Thirty years ago, there was a an event that broke this world off from ours. These two worlds coexist, and there's a doorway that leads between them, a hallway. You can go from one to the other, and it's all Cold War-style espionage drama as one world is enacting a plan to get revenge on the other world for something that happened. Mm. So it stars J.K. Simmons. Yes, I. all right. And, I was going to ask if yeah, he was in it. Yeah, yeah and all right. he's, mm. he's phenomenal, and it stars a lot of um, really solid, really solid character actors. Um, it's one of those shows you have to really, really focus on when you're watching it because there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's going on. It's really complex and you can't just kind of glide through it. So Okay. All right. Okay, so pivoting real quick, uh best movie. Hmm. I'm picking advice. Really? Yeah. Okay, because that just came out. That joint is flame. They made an entertaining, hilarious, and depressing movie about Dick Cheney's life <laughs> and all the stuff he did. That was, led us to this calamity. It was like mm-hmm. it was like watching a fictionalized version of a Frontline episode, but written by John Oliver and them. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know John Oliver wrote that. He, well, he did. I'm just saying, like, I'm just using this like real mm-hmm. history, but with a comedic undertone. But kind of sn- kind of snarky too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. Okay, um, uh, uh, Mike, what you got? I would be doing all my guys at GGR a disservice if I didn't say Into the Spider Verse, because. Yeah. Everybody I know who has seen that movie has just come out amazed, and they're all just like, "This might be the best movie I, the best superhero movie I've seen." It may um, well be. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm just like I'm in shock that it's this that it's as good as it is. Like I didn't think it was possible that they could pull it off, and they did, and it's wonderful. And like, I just want to real quick that again. That's from for all my guys at GGR, but like I just wanted to throw one in real quick because we talked about how like. Um, Handmaid's Tale is super depressing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to balance that out, and a movie that will balance it out with its wholesomeness and just how good it is and how touching it is is the documentary about Mister Rogers. Won't Won't you be my neighbor? Like mm-hmm. if you can, yeah. if you can check it out, watch it. It's it's so good. It's cool. such a good documentary. It's flames. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I will weigh in uh, with best movie or favorite movie, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my. I, I mentioned Black Panther. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Black Panther. It's just been a Black Panthery kind of year. I, I, you know, it, it's amazing to me that it was just February when that movie came out. Um, you know, I had been a, a huge fan of the character. 
uh, particularly his run on uh, Jungle Action. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm still trying to get Don McGregor. Uh, Don, if you're listening, I'm still trying to get you on the show as a guest. Uh, you know, because uh, Don McGregor contributed so much to, I mean, you know, yeah, there's some other guys, you know, some black people who did, but, you know, especially, uh, dude, Don McGregor to be a white dude and to have made up all the stuff that he made up in connection with the Black Panther, because that was the first serious, really serious Black Panther stuff that had been done. It was his 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 first his own series he had been appearing in the avengers really regularly he'd done some guest things in the fantastic four but that jungle action run you know i mean where he that introduced killmonger he fought the clan i mean it was just some really great stuff so and um, a lot of the stuff that was in the movie came from don mcgregor and the way that they put that movie together i mean i just i can't speak highly enough about all the professionals that worked on it and the wonderful, wonderful film that they crafted. So that would have my vote for best movie of the year. Mm. Black Panther. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there are a lot of good movies this year. Um, that, and, that's, and that's kind of the strange thing. It's like so a lot of these movies fall into the category of they were good, not great, you know, not phenomenal. Um, I thought in the good category was Rebels. If it's only good, we don't want it. I mean, what, I mean, did you have one that you were like, oh, I thought this one was head and shoulders above the rest? I think I think people have been covering them. So, oh, know, okay. Yeah. Well, the yeah. only reason I, I cut you there is because we're very close to the end of the show. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, if it were 20 minutes ago, I would be like, all right, what was good? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like um, we need to move to the category of best of year. And that can be whatever. But whatever it was from this year, genre-wise, that you thought stood out above and beyond uh, a lot of other stuff. I mean, was there something uh, best of year? And actually, what the heck, I'll I'll lead. Uh, you know, and it it's it, unfortunately it's going to be one that I already used. But when I think about truly best of year, uh, this is where I'm going. I like the fact that we have had uh, SPX and others that have donated to supporting creators. You know, I mean, we have uh, you know we've been in a a rough place in terms of creators and. Uh, you know, some uh, really lousy stuff that has been directed at them. And, you know, so I, anybody who has given money to the defense of creators, then I'm like, hey, I'm down with you. And that's that, that that's going to be my vote for best of year. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who, who else has got some best of year thing? Nope. Uh, Julian? No, this nope. is trash. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Okay, there yeah, you go. I'm trying to think of things Mike? that moved me. Um, I think just holistically uh, in our community, for mm-hmm. one, but also it's been really encouraging seeing, and, and Yuli and I, you and I were talking about this earlier, that we're starting to see people not just roll over and take the garbage that's happening in our world, and they're not just shrugging anymore and being like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? People are finally standing up and they're like making their voice heard and they're saying, no, what is being said and what is being done is not acceptable and this is not going to stand. And like we saw a little bit of it in the election in November that people were like, no, nope, this is this this nonsense has got to stop. And we're seeing it in in our in our community, too, like the, the Star Wars stuff. We're seeing like n- logical, normal 
fans stand up and saying, no, what you're saying is absolute insanity. And like, you are the minority. Like the fact that like, we're talking, I, I brought up star Wars before the fact that it still has like a, a 75% positive review on rotten tomatoes and on all the other review sites. So literally it is just a very loud minority that's speaking out against this. It, it, the majority is just quiet. And we're finally starting to see the majority kind of like stand up and say, no, you know what? Being quiet isn't cool anymore. And that's like, that I think is one of the best things of this year is that we're seeing people finally like take a stand and say, no, your crap's got to end. I think that's a great point. I agree. Can I get one really fast? Really fast. Um, Mm. Is that the, the record number of women who have been elected into office, many of them for the first time, many of them as the first of their kind, meaning a lot of marginalized women who are POC, um, it's it's really amazing to see that because it goes to Mike's point that people are starting to stand up and they're doing it. Use your voice and use it by voting. There you go. All right. And so on that note, uh, we are going to close out for the year of 2018. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. You can check it out if you uh, either go to the website at fantasticforum.tv or if you tune in to Arlington Independent Media. Uh, we happen to be on tonight at 8 p.m. Saturday. We're also on Sunday night at 8 p.m. And the sh- this show re-airs Wednesdays at 3 p.m. So have a wonderful, safe, and happy new year, and we will see you next year on the Fantastic Forum.